0: What's up, world? welcome to another episode of the brand new show. As you know, I am brand new, and like always, I am on all podcast platforms everywhere um, social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube. You already know brand new show on all of those platforms. So, if you want to listen to me, auto, audio, podcast platforms, all audio platforms. Brand new show. You want to see me on social media: Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Brand new show and YouTube. Brand new show. Um, hope you guys enjoy this. This is of course wrestling life. Now, uh, trying to finish up these top ten lists, and they will start coming out <laughs> sometime this week. I don't fucking know. Sometime this week. But by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be already out. So shout out to everybody that's listening to it already. Um, and today I will try to finish up this top 10 list because I only have two more episodes I have to do. I might combine all of these together. Yeah, might just do just one big ass show. I don't know. and get it over and done with. But anyway, hope you guys enjoy this. And like always, this is the top 10, my top 10, WrestleMania matches of all time, uh, I went back, watched a couple of WrestleManias. A couple of them are like hard to watch because the athleticism wasn't always there. You can see that some of these matches, you could tell, like, these don't match. Like none of these matches don't match up to what this modern day wrestling is. And you know, so yeah, I have a lot of more modern day wrestling matches on here. But to me, these are my favorite wrestling matches. I I I, I get the under the giant. And Hulk Hogan one I get even, uh, you know, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, and Macho Man. That might have been the most athletic match at that time. I even went back and watched WrestleMania 10. The only two matches that was super athletic was Orin Hart and Bret Hart. And Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, a.k.a. Scott Hall. Rest in peace. To the GOAT. Um, and those are like the only two wrestling matches, even in WrestleMania 10, that was really fucking competitive. WrestleMania 12... Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, a lot of people say that was their favorite match of their entire life. A lot of people actually started watching Wrestling because of that match. i watched that match a bunch of times in my life. The first half is literally just Bret Hart being Bret Hart, and the second half is literally Shawn Michaels being Shawn Michaels. It takes too long to get to the Shawn Michaels part, is what I'm trying to say. And then when it finally gets to the Shawn Michaels part, it's a swing shit, it's a sweet chin music, and then it's over. It's like... The fuck, and 60 minutes of Iron Man matches, and this is what the fuck we got, it was, eh, it was okay, uh, I had a match on here, and then I took it all because of all sort of pace, outside of the crowd, just being in it, the match was really fucking slow, it took forever to kind of get up to what it, what it needed to be, I love a, a well-built match, but it's only so much I got, it's only so much Hulk Hogan I can fucking take in a match, because it's, it's really nothing he does in a match. It's big boot, leg drop, power slam, you know, body slam. And that's about fucking it. He doesn't really do a lot. And I love The Rock, but nah, I can't, I can't. Uh, So, again, if you want to do your top 10, do your top 10. But my top 10, I couldn't have that. And a lot of people say, because I'm going to go through the list of who I have on my top 10. So I stopped uh, at number 5. And I wanna th- I think I stopped at... Bianca versus Sasha, WrestleMania 37, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. That was my top. That w- that started off the top five. Uh, number six is Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes, WrestleMania 38, night one. Also, that was night one, Bianca versus Sasha, night one. Um, WrestleMania 38, Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. Their match last year. Uh, number seven is AJ Styles versus Undertaker, the WrestleMania 36 night one main event, the Barnyard match, Undertaker's last match. Uh, number eight was Edge and Christian versus Hardy Boys versus Dudley Boys. Uh, TLC two at WrestleMania 17 for the Tag Team Championships. Number nine is Charlotte Flair versus Oscar WrestleMania 34 for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and of course, number ten was the Undertaker versus Ric Flair WrestleMania 18, no disqualification. Like I said, a lot of people probably would say, wait, you got that match, but not the, the, the Rick the Rock and the Hulk Hogan one. At least Ric Flair at some point looked like he could still fucking go. Even Ric Flair said that match boosted his confidence as he was going through it. So yeah, uh yeah. I gave it and that was the first time the streak was ever uh mentioned. So getting toward the top four. So, I had to think about this. The, the first two are kind of obvious, but the top four, the th- three and four was kind of hard for me because I love both of these matches. I actually went back and watched uh, one of these matches just recently just to see if I was tripping, if I was losing it, because I didn't have it on here. And I was like, man, people just talk about this match like it's a great match. And then I went and watched it, and I was like, no, nah, this shit is actually a really good fucking match. It really is. It actually replaced the Rock and Hulk Hogan one and not only just replaced it, it moved to the top four. Um and so I debated on which match do I love more, which 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 situation that I thought was the best. Which match I actually gravitated towards more. And that match is actually going to be number four on my list. It can't move past the third match on my list. It just can't. Um I love it, though. I think it's an incredible match. It is definitely, especially compared to the WrestleMania it was on, WrestleMania 13, where you didn't really have a lot of fucking matches that you can remember. Is why this match is so fucking respectable, because it could have been Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, too, but instead it was the iconic, the classic double turn. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart. WrestleMania 13, the submission match. Oh, my God. Special guest referee Ken Shamrock. Yeah. This match in in a slew of bad matches in the late 90s literally was the best thing you could have asked for. It was a double turn. And if you don't know what a double turn is and, and, and wrestling turn. Stone Cold was a heel. He turned into a baby face, which is a good guy. He went from a bad guy to a good guy. And Bret Hart turned from a good guy to a bad guy. And so that into itself is hard to fucking do. But then you add to the fact that it was in a submission match where you don't really know. There's not that many people that know submissions. And you put Stone Cold Steve Austin in a submission match when he's particularly a brawler. He's physically, a, he's more of a brawler than he is anything. So he really doesn't know that many submissions, which is a fucking lie. Cause I saw him do a couple submissions in his match. He was actually doing submissions. I don't give a fuck nobody say. Anyway, it wasn't like a typical submission match. Nowadays, when you see a submission match, which is rare, a lot of people don't really do a lot of submissions. Like, most of the match is literally trying to trying to submit me right out the gate, and it's like it builds and it, it doesn't create a build. This match was literally they didn't do a submission until literally twenty minutes into the match. Like it, this was literally a schoolyard fight. And watching Bret Hart on the Broken Skull Sessions talk about this match with Stone Cold in full, you can see how much respect they have for each other going into this match. But also how difficult a submission match was for those two, and Bret Hart even, who is literally labeled, you know, the best there is, the best there was, or the best there ever will be, even he had a problem with doing this match. He was like, "Yo, I didn't, I, I don't do submissions. Like, I have got one submission, and that is literally, <laughs> and that is literally the sharpshooter. That's it." And so, to, to, for them two to have a match like this, to have the creation of this, and have it be rated and touted as one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. And I had to go back and watch it because I'm like, this is all hype. I don't believe that shit. And then I watched it, and I was like, no, nah, the hype is warranted. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, the hype is warranted. I watched it at full. I watched on Cold, Gra- Glass Break, the iconic Glass Break. Psh! He Walks out to the ring. Bret Hart's music hit. He comes out to the ring, and they just start fighting right out the gate. And it was just never a time where you felt like this match was dull, boring, predictable, anything. It felt like what the direction of wrestling was about to be when it came to WWE. And this was the best, man. It was a really great match. Um from top to bottom, it was, a, it, was a, it was a hell of a match. I mean, a bunch of them fighting in the crowd is crazy. Like, them just literally fighting in the Chicago crowd is like, what the fuck you doing? Um, uh, them fighting to the, in, in the Chicago crowd was crazy. You know, uh, Stone Cold bleeding at the time when you hear that WWE had a no bleeding policy. So that even makes that even more iconic, the visual of Stone Cold bleeding in a submission, <laughs> not tapping to the sharpshooter and just passing out in the sharpshooter. It now makes it even more like, oh, shit, this is incredible. Bret Hart literally told Stone Cold for you to, to pass out in a submission, to, to pass out, not even tap, you have to be bleeding. So for him to tell him you have to be bleeding, you have to pass out, but you have to bleed. Is an incredible thing. So, just them two together. Incredible. This was an incredible match. Uh, it deserves all the respect that it has gotten. If you have the Peacock Network, uh, I suggest you pull up WrestleMania 13. I would say probably an hour and 30 into the WrestleMania 13 because I skipped all that shit and just went right to this match because I just wanted to see this match. And, Yeah. It, it's it's up there. It's definitely up there. It's in my top four. It definitely belongs in the top four, and uh, yeah, I guess it gets the highest honor. Now, the reason why I said couldn't get past four for me is because number three, number three is such a it's such a different match. Excuse me. And like I said, the Stone Cold Bret Hart, you know, Stone Cold going off and becoming one of the biggest faces of WWE. literally changed the landscape of WWE a year later you know even a couple months later cuz Bret Hart would then go on become champion, Shawn Michaels would come back be champion and Survivor Series 1997 where the screw, the Montreal Screwjob happens where Bret Hart spits in the face of Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon goes off becomes Mr. McMahon. Stone Cold becomes his now his new adversary become now is the Mr. McMahon versus Stone Cold, but Stone Cold goes off and wins the Royal Rumble and fights Shawn Michaels becomes champion and then that whole storyline begins with Stone Cold and Mr. McMahon. So, it all kind of coincides with that. So, it's a a beautiful thing, man. I think it was a great thing. But um, that's why it's definitely in the top four because of how it all went afterwards, too. I said that. I will also take into account how everything also played out after it, Um, which goes into number three. And this is why I said I couldn't get past it because, to me, this is probably one of the best just – Wrestling matches. You put two men in a ring and you just don't know how they're going to see. See, the Stone Cold and Bret Hart, they fought at Survivor Series in 96. 96? Yeah. 96. They fought at Survivor Series and then they fought at WrestleMania 97 At WrestleMania 13. This is why I say this. You know, so we saw what they could be in a ring together, we saw what they do. Whereas for Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels, the first time they locked up was WrestleMania 21. And that is why they are in a third spot. The more I've gone back and watched Kurt Angle matches, I realize I really fucking respect and love Kurt Angle. <laughs> like, I love and respect Kurt Angle. Like, God damn it, man. The man was funny. He could do a comedy act, but then he could snap out of it and break your fucking ankle. And when he, he did the ankle, like, it looked like then the motherfucker broke your fucking ankle. Like, he looked like he broke your fucking ankle. Especially when he would sit down on it, and it starts, oh, my God. This is probably one of the greatest matches between two, a pure wrestler and a pure wrestler entertainer. Shawn Michaels is such a great pro wrestler entertainer. That is kinda hard not to respect it. <laughs> I, like, you've, you even when people say they didn't even like Sean in the nineties, they knew Sean could just go in a ring. That is hard to fucking do. People Undertaker was like, yo, I never liked Sean in the nineties, but I gotta get that motherfucker his just due. He was great in the ring. He said everybody has said Sean Shawn Michaels hands down is literally one of the greatest performers in wrestling history. And this match tells you. And Kurt Angle is just as great. He, these two men lock up for the first time ever at WrestleMania 21. And for 30 minutes, you don't want the match to fucking end. I, 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 I had to say it. This should have been probably the main event. <laughs> I can get Batista, Triple H. I can get John Cena, JBL. This should have been the main event. Oh, my God. There's a lot of matches that you're like, this should have probably been a main event. This should have been a main event, main event in hindsight now, looking back at it, sorry. Looking back at it now, this should have been a main event of WrestleMania 21. Two men at the prime of their, their, their game, incredible athletes, hell of a wrestlers. First time cl- uh, clashing against each other. I go back and watch this. I go back and watch this. And I'm just amazed by it. Like, Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels, like, the way these two men fight each other is incredible. Holy shit. This match is incredible. Go watch it on YouTube. It is on YouTube. Kurt Angle versus. Type in Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. uh, And it should pop up. WrestleMania 21. And watch this match from the beginning to the end. It is fucking phenomenal. Um. Sean Michaels does a hot spot where he, Kurt Angle, he sh- kind of like super kicks Kurt Angle on the table. Shawn Michaels jumps off the ropes, and instead of the table breaking, he just lands on Kurt, and they fall over. It's just like Kurt Angle bleeds from the mouth. Uh, there was a spot where Kurt Angle, you know, is on the ground. Shawn Michaels goes up to try like, does like do the elbow. Kurt Angle leaps up and gets on the rope, and then fucking Angle slams him off the top rope. It's just like, what the Fuck. Kurt Angle starts talking too much and then he gets, then he does get super kicked. He gets uh, a sweet chip music. Kurt Angle kicks out of it. He gets, Sean gets up and Kurt Angle just grabs his ankle and just fucking like, like Jason, like Jason, like just in the water. Like he's like, the, the worst has happened. The worst has happened. Nothing's going to happen. We're good. And he just grabs his fucking ankle just, and, and immediately you're like, oh shit immediately, you're like, oh, shit. This match is fucking phenomenal. It is one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. That is why it's in my top three. I love this match. Like I said, the respect I have for Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle as performers is just one of one. It is incredible, man. Go watch this match on YouTube. Or go to Precock to watch WrestleMania 21. I don't know how long it takes to get to the match, but you just go to YouTube and click it, and it's 30 minutes, and you just sit there and be like, hmm. If you love wrestling, you'll be like, I can see why he put this match at number one. I can see why he put it in the top three. Now, get into the top two. Like I said, these two matches are not interchangeable to me. I I cannot put these matches. I feel like this, man, and I haven't really spoke on it. This man is on my list four times. He started the list, the seventh spot, and now he's got the one and two. The Undertaker. I love The Undertaker. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, pretty shoddy shit in the, in the early stage of his career, but WWE at the time was fucking shoddy, so you couldn't really judge him, be, judge him on that shit. I say about WrestleMania 17 when he fought Triple H was when you realize, okay, the streak is a real thing. He fights Triple H at WrestleMania 17. He beats him. Then he fights Ric Flair at 18. 19, eh. But twenty he comes back and fights Kane. Twenty one he fights Randy Arden. Twenty two he fights Mark Henry. Eh. But twenty three he fights Batista. Twenty four he fights Edge. Twenty five he fights Shawn Michaels. Twenty six he fights Shawn Michaels. Twenty seven he fights Triple H. Triple H at twenty uh at twenty eight. Twenty nine he fights CM Punk, which I forgot about that match, which I'm not even going to lie. I fucking forgot about that match. And I probably would have put it on here if I really remembered it just a moment ago. Like, if I did, I've seen a point. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And, of course, Undertaker is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And they match at WrestleMania 29 is fucking incredible. Like, fucking incredible. WrestleMania 30, of course, is this, when a streak ends. 31, 32, 33, 34. Eh. Yeah. Eh. Thirty two was actually good. I actually think Sean and him had a uh, him and Shane and Man had a really good match, but because also WrestleMania thirty two was fucking terrible. It was a terrible fucking pay per view. Um, so that was like the only fucking highlight you ever had in that whole fucking pay per view. Um, uh, what else? Holy shit! What is another pay per view? like I said, thirty six where he ends his career against AJ Styles. So that's pretty much it. Like, but. For the most part, man, his tr- his his storyline from WrestleMania 25 to 28 with Triple H and Shawn Michaels might be the greatest thing about the streak that we love the most. It's like not only are you fighting two men that are one, they know how much the streak means to you, but to the company. And the storyline means so much. It's more than just two men trying to beat the streak. It's one man trying to prove not only that I'm better than this person that tried to break your streak, but I'm better than my best friend. And I can beat you because my best friend couldn't. I'm better than my best friend, which brings into why Triple H and Shawn Michaels' robbery in early 2000 when Shawn came back meant so much because it was Triple H trying to show – I am better than Shawn Michaels. I'm better than the showstopper. I'm the game. I'm the cerebral assassin. I'm the king of kings. And that's probably why I love this, this these two matches so much that I have on my list. Because these two men are the last two men. <laughs> these are my one and two. The question is, where do they rank? And, and to me, Undertaker versus Triple H at WrestleMania 27 is incredible. I love WrestleMania 28. Don't get it twisted. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Undertaker, Hell in a Cell. Undertaker, Triple H have been in more Hell in a Cell matches than anyone. Shawn Michaels and Undertaker was the first two men ever in a Hell in a Cell match. It really does make sense. It makes total fucking sense. But it just ain't fucking WrestleMania 27. <laughs> it ain't fucking with WrestleMania 27. That no hoes bar match and on, on, another WrestleMania 20, on another WrestleMania, that was kind of sketchy. You, you had some early matches that you liked, like, like Rey Mysterio versus Cody Rhodes and Randy Orton versus CM Punk. But most of the matches kind of sketchy. They had no tag team division like that. They had no real women's division like that. They had they had nothing at that time in wrestling, and 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 it, and it literally was hindering on John Cena and, and the Miz. I mean. But more so, it was really hitting on John Cena and The Rock. That was really the other storyline that really mattered going into this thing. We didn't really know that Edge, that was going to be Edge's last match for nine fucking years. We didn't know that at the time. He fights Alberto Del Rio for the Royal Heavyweight Championship. They actually opened the the WrestleMania up, I remember, because I bought this WrestleMania on pay-per-view. And I remember watching that WrestleMania and and remembering, like, watching it with getting to the point where I was the only one in in the living room. And just watching Undertaker versus Triple H, and and maybe because I was in you know in a living room and I couldn't really enjoy it and 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 understand it, like like I already had respect for Triple H and Undertaker, loved them too. But this match, when I first saw it, I was like, Yo, that was really good. That was really good. And now I'm watching it on YouTube a couple times, and I'm like, No, this match was really fucking good. Like, holy shit. If you actually now scope out what WrestleMania 27 was, this is clearly the best match on the fucking card. And it should have probably been the main event. But, again, who knows. But the holds Bar match between Triple H and Undertaker at WrestleMania 27 was the best fucking match on the whole fucking pay-per-view. They stole the show. They really fucking did. Um, Undertaker and Triple H have amazing chemistry. Like, a lot of people don't understand how incredible incredible their chemistry is. It was a completely different match from their WrestleMania 17 match, which, you know, I watched a lot when I was, you know, I watched it a lot. And and I think that also was like a no disqualification. No, I don't think it was a no disqualification match. But this was a different type of energy. Like I said, this was the first match right after Shawn Michaels this is the, Shawn Michaels had retired. Triple Undertaker comes out because he had been like previewing he was coming back, and then he comes out right after the Elimination Chamber, and then as soon as he gets his hat off, Doom Doom, time to play the game. Like it just, Triple H just comes out and everybody's like, "Oh shit!" Hey, hey, Triple H gets in the ring, and they don't say nothing. They don't say shit. Triple H looks at Undertaker. He looks at the sign. He don't point at it. He don't point to it or nothing. He just looks at the sign. Undertaker looks at Triple H and then he looks at the sign. He looks back at Triple H and smirks at him <laughs> and walks out the ring. <laughs> just walk out the ring. Right in there. You're like, oh, shit. Is this happening? Is, is this about to happen? Invite it in there. It was sold. You didn't have to do a lot. You didn't have to say a lot. It was sold. Undertaker, Triple H. Okay. Yeah. And as the weeks go on and go on and go on, then you realize, oh, it's deeper than that. Okay, Triple H is coming back to fight the Undertaker because he wants to avenge his friend, who he retired last year. But it's deeper than that because Triple H doesn't just want to avenge his friend. He wants to prove he's better than Shawn. He wants to prove that he is the showstopper, that he is the best. He was the best member of DX. He wants to prove this. How do you do it? You beat the streak. You break the streak. You're the one. So the match is so emotional going into it, it didn't happen. And, fuck, Undertaker's what, in his 50s now? Triple H is in his 50s now? So these men was, like, in their 40s by this time? Triple H is taking high spots, fucking... Fucking spine busters the Undertaker through an announce table. Fucking Triple H does a, tries a pedigree the Undertaker off the, on the table. On the announce table, Undertaker backdrops him on the fucking floor. No table, no nothing to break his fall. He hit the fucking floor. Triple H's like, huh? huh? You, I mean, it's just like they get in the ring, chairs, fucking the, the part where the Undertaker, this is why I probably love this match the most. The Undertaker... Is getting beat down. We haven't seen Undertaker have to take a beating like that. Maybe WrestleMania 30, but the Undertaker was concussed. I'm not proponent against Undertaker. But this is the first time he got beat down at WrestleMania. And we're like, oh, my God. The street might end night. And one particular spot, Triple H, Undertaker's, you know, you know grabbing Undertaker, pushing him. i like, <sighs> Undertaker pushes Triple H. Like, and Triple H does this. To the Undertaker and then lifts the Undertaker up and tombstones him. He tombstones the Undertaker. Who the fuck tombstones the Undertaker on WrestleMania? Who does that shit? He tombstones the Undertaker. One, two, kick out. Everybody in the building is like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yo, no way in hell the Undertaker just kicked out that shit. Triple H says, you know what, fuck this. He gets a sledgehammer, he's about to hit him, and then he catches him in the hell gate. And, 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 and Triple H is about to fade. He's about to fade, and he's like, you know what, let me go ahead and tap. Just <laughs> He taps, he taps, it's over. And here's the thing. Undertaker is the one that does not leave the ring. He gets out of the ring and falls immediately back to the ground. Triple H is the one that's walking. And leaving the ring, they had to pretty much put Undertaker on a stretcher and wheel him out of the building. That match was incredible. It's like 30, 40 minutes. And I would be glued to my YouTube channel still. Like, I don't give a shit. I I go back and watch that match now. I can't even, I'm going to be honest, I can't even watch the Hell in a Cell match between Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and Undertaker. I can't. No offense to him, but. I think this is the best match they had because even with the Shawn Michaels element, like I said, it, it's an element, we get it, we get the story, but this was different. This felt like a different match. Just felt like a different entity. And even with Triple H just like telling Shawn Michaels, to, you know, make him, quit, make him quit. Make him quit. Make him quit or I will. Like even that, I just I just feel like you didn't really need Shawn in the situation. I get it. I get why the storyline called for it. I just like this match more. WrestleMania 27 was a better fucking match between Undertaker and Triple H. It just was. I, I'm sorry. I just, I just feel like that. And as great as that match was, it's not topping number one. <laughs> it is not topping number one because Triple H, just like a DX, and just like a Wrestling lore, you're going to be number two to number one, and that's Shawn Michaels because to me, the match that started all of this shit is WrestleMania twenty-five, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. This might be the greatest if a current angle and Shawn Michaels was the best example of a of a, a pure wrestler versus a pure wrestler entertainer. This was the best match you could have asked for for two of the greatest characters in WWE history. The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. Heaven and Hell. Shawn Michaels descends from the ceiling. At WrestleMania 25. And it comes up from the darkness. They get in the ring and they have the classic. This shit is so good. It makes you realize how fucking bad wrestling was for a good period of time. <laughs> this shit was so good. You like. Can we get another Shawn Michaels and Undertaker anytime soon, motherfucker? Can we get it? Because this shit at WrestleMania 25, they had built up the Undertaker, the Triple H, Randy Arden feud so well. And it fell flat because everybody's kind of burned the fuck out from this match. It was kind of like, this was literally the greatest thing you've ever seen. If you're a wrestling fan, I would tell you go watch this match. Like, Undertaker, and I know you've probably heard about this. If you're not a wrestling fan, go watch it. If you're a wrestling fan, you probably watched it like I have a 100 times over. It's it's the greatest fucking match of all time. It's not just the greatest WrestleMania match. It might be the greatest match of all fucking time. Undertaker vs. Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 25. There was nothing better than this match ever, 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 ever. The spots were dead on. The fact that Shawn Michaels played into the role of, I just want to beat the streak. I don't give a fuck how I do it. If it's by count out, disqualification, whatever. I just want to beat the streak. The fact that the Undertaker swatted Shawn Michaels out the air. <laughs> he hits the ground. On the ground, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker is back in the ring. And he goes patting his patented patent jump over the top rope. And Shawn Michaels grabs the cameraman, push the ref out the way, pushes the, the ref out the way, because he needs him. Pushes his ass out the way, grabs the cameraman, pulls him into the direction of the Undertaker, and Undertaker just, boom, takes a dive into the fucking ground. The man is concussed. He should be concussed. That's a fucking... That is that is literally concrete. He is hitting his head into it. Once they put that plastic shit, that is concrete. <laughs> he hits the ground. He gets he, he gets his bearings. He beats the count. Soon as he beats the count, Shawn Michaels. Uh, what goes for? Uh, yeah, kicks him. Actually sh- sh- tries to sweet chin music him. He counters it. Tries to choke slam, he slaps his hand away, sweet chin music, so sweet chin music. Caught him. One, two, kick out. Sean Mike's like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then they get up. Sean Mike's like, you know what? He goes for another sweet chin music. Lance it. Goes for another sweet chin music. Kinda get caught. Choke slam. He's like, holy shit. They go on for at least another five, 15 to twenty minutes of just fighting each other still. It's It's pure wrestling, man. It's pure excitement. This is what WWE is, man. This is where the pure fans, the people that love WWE, a match like Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 25, this is what we love about you. That right there, that whole match, that whole scenario, that whole situation, because they didn't have to say a lot. There was no talking. They just got in the ring, and they did what the fuck they do. They performed. They wrestled. That's what the fuck we love. The fact of the ending of this match, Shawn Michaels tries to flip off the top rope like Shawn Michaels has to take a risk. It plays into his character. He has to take a risk. He gets caught. Undertaker tombstones him. By the way, Undertaker hits him with a tombstone early in the match. Shawn Michaels kicks out of it. <laughs> he hits. The- Shawn Michaels gets caught off the rope. Tombstone. One, two, three. It is over. And that is what fans of wrestling love. WrestleMania 25, WrestleMania Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels is the greatest match of WrestleMania's history. That is the greatest match. I don't think I've ever seen somebody that can actually, maybe the first, maybe you could, be, the Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, when you could say with me on, maybe even the, the Triple H and Undertaker, WrestleMania 27. But even, and you could probably make an argument for Stone Cold and Bret Hart being a little bit higher. But I'm pretty sure every wrestling fan would agree that number one on my list is, like, number one on everybody's list. It is the greatest WrestleMania match. It's probably the greatest wrestling match of all time. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 25. And that is the top ten, ladies and gentlemen. So, recapping recap on this. So, at number one is Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 25. Number two, WrestleMania 27, Undertaker versus Triple H, No Holds, Bard. Number three, Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 21. Uh, number four, Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin WrestleMania thirty uh, thirteen, I should say, WrestleMania thirteen, uh, a submission match, special guest referee Ken Shamrock. Gotta always remember that. Number five, uh, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair WrestleMania thirty-seven, uh, night one main event for the SmackDown Women's Championship. WrestleMania uh, number six, Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes WrestleMania thirty-eight. Number seven: Undertaker versus AJ Styles, Barnyard match, WrestleMania 37, 36, Night One. Number eight: Edge versus Chris Edge and Christian versus Hardy Boys versus Dudley Boys, TLC two, uh, WrestleMania seventeen for the Tag Team Championships, and number nine: Charlotte Flair versus Asuka, WrestleMania thirty-four, SmackDown Women's Championship, and number ten. Undertaker versus Ric Flair. No disqualification match at WrestleMania 18. That is my top 10. You make your own top 10. That's my top 10. So I hope you guys enjoyed this top 10. <laughs> and what's it come out? Uh, and don't be worried because right after WrestleMania, the next wrestling life will be WrestleMania night one and night two. And that's April 1st and April 2nd. Um, I'm going to try to do both of those episodes uh, after those uh, after those events. And right after that, I will be doing my, uh, my wrestling life top 10 wrestlers ever. And I might do a top 10 just wrestling matches of all time, which I'm, I'm thinking about right now. I'm debating it. But my top 10 wrestlers of all time is right after that. So hope you guys enjoy this. And, of course, I got the backlash one coming soon, too. So um, hope you guys enjoy this. That is the top 10. I'm Brandon Janu. Enjoy WrestleMania season. Peace.